All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck nicks? Uh, what the fuckaholics? What the fuckadelics? I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. New people, thanks for coming aboard. A lot of people enjoyed the, uh, the Colt Cabana episode. Uh, a lot of wrestling fans uh, and Colt Cabana fans had never heard of my podcast. Welcome. See what you think. Hope you enjoy. Uh, there's plenty of back episodes to enjoy as well. I don't want to self-promote too much because I do have some uh, some friendly uh, promoting to do in a minute. But uh, before I do that, uh, Keith and the Girl are on the show. Now, many of you might not know Keith and the Girl, but they were some of the original podcasters and they were used to do it out of their place out in Queens. And quite honestly, uh, the first time I went out there <laughs> to do their show, I was like, where the fuck am I going? I had to take a train. I had to wait at a Dunkin' Donuts for her to pick me up. But quite honestly, they gave me some of the first information uh, about podcasting, about self-producing, about you know doing a, a radio-style show from your home. They were they were ahead of the curve on that, and they have a a very loyal following. and And uh, and I'm happy that they were out here so I could finally get them on the show because I I definitely owed them. Uh, for uh, for steering me in the right direction and showing me that it could be done, and they're great. It's a great conversation. It's a lot of fun, uh, interesting people, and uh, and fun on the mic, as they say. Do they say that? I'll say it. I want to give you an update about me. Uh, what is going on since the production wrapped? Well, I'm I'm I didn't think I would be going into some sort of uh, depression. But I guess uh, doing 13-hour days and then another two hours remembering lines, dedicating 20 hours a day to a project that is completely uh, about me and that I could immerse myself in once that was taken away, finished, done, uh, no matter how great the experience is, I'm feeling a void. Uh, it's not a void I'm unfamiliar with. It's just, what do I do with that void? And I'm finding that there is no amount of coffee I can dump into the void that will fill it. There is no number of nicotine lozenges. There's no uh, uh, you know amount of masturbating that will will fill the void. I have other work to do. No porn in the morn. That should be a rule. Look, I am not going to say that I, I don't uh, use pornography occasionally. I, I'm not going to celebrate it like my friend Dave Vitell, uh, who is uh, in town and uh, he's uh, doing another season of his show, uh, which is called Dave's Old Porn on Showtime. Now, Dave and I go way back. Uh, I have a, a lot of love for Dave Attell. He's one of the greatest comedians that I know. And he's completely self-producing this show out of passion. Uh, Dave Attell loves porn. And I I was on the show, folks. I will like there, I will confess. Uh, I, I will not sit here and celebrate porn because I do not necessarily love the part of myself that engages in that, but it, that part of myself finds it necessary, and I must afford that part of myself some relief occasionally. <laughs> Uh, you know, you don't want to get too far in. It's a slippery slope, you know. A lot of hours can go by where it's just you and you and that and oh no. But uh, but Dave, uh, you know, is 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 truly passionate about it, and he asked me to be on the show. And because I love Dave Attell, I was uh, yeah, I'll do it. And I was nervous, and uh, because it's not really you know my thing publicly. But uh, my my episode will be on in December. And uh, I, I told Dave I'd give him a call because uh, he wanted to talk about the show airs tonight. So let's uh, let me let me get a tell on the phone here. If you don't know a tell, 
I've known him for 25 years, and he's really one of the greatest comics working, and I, I don't know what's going to happen. So let's call him. Hello? Dave, it's Mark. Hey, man, thanks for picking up. I just wanted to uh, say hey. <laughs> thanks, on, man. I called you. What do you mean, thanks for oh, picking up? Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so busy. You know, I'm promoting the new season of Diesel Porn. I know. So, you know I know. I don't know who's calling who, dude. I sorry. know. It's just part of a junket. Don't worry about it. Exactly. So, David Tell, uh, in, you're in Los Angeles, and how long have you been out here? About a week, and I'm, uh, I'm whoring... I'm whoring it up, trying to uh, promote the new season of Days of Porn, and which you are a part of. Dude. I, I know, yeah. I know. I'm I'm very excited to see how that came out. It was uh, it was awkward and fun, and I know Christy Canyon was on with us, and you felt left out because I had so much more chemistry with her than you did. You really did. <laughs> I, I really did feel like the third <laughs> wheel in that situation. I felt like the guy who like drove and is just hoping to smell your finger on the way home. <laughs> Well, I let you, so I think it all worked out. Mm-hmm. But you were great. I'm not just saying that. You were excellent. You stepped it up. Yeah, you were. Right. That was the funniest thing about it is that uh, I, I I think that what you, you came up to me afterwards and you were like, all right, we're just here to have a good time. We're here to pay tribute to Christy. You know, don't ask about her father. Uh, you know, th- that was your instruction to me. Don't, don't bring this down, Marin, with your heady bullshit. Yeah, with your podcast uh <laughs> So let's get, let, let, yeah, exactly. No feelings allowed on this show. Well, I don't know if people know no, what the no, no retrospective thought. Right. I don't know if people know what the show is, but I didn't really either until I, I did it. And basically, you sit on a couch with you and watch pornography. That that's the show. That's the show. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, some of my uh, collection of retro classics, and uh, we were paying tribute to Christy Canyon. This week's show, since you are part of the new season, is Joe Rogan and Ginger Lynn. Another Super hot chick from the '80s, you know. Ginger and Chrissy have their own radio show, so watch out, Mark Marin. Well, how did you, you better unlock and relock the gate? Yeah, on this one. Uh huh. How, how did uh, how was Rogan? Was he good? Did he uh, play along? Excellent, excellent. That dude knows porn. He is like the uh, he's the Hawkeye from the Last of the Mohicans. Man, he knows porn. What? You, of course, fade not knowing porn. But as I saw as the show progressed. <laughs> You really were in the zone. You knew it. <laughs> You're there. Hey, look, just because I know it doesn't mean to, uh, that I have to celebrate it. Is it our job do, when we watch porn? Do we have to advertise it? Do I have to wear T-shirts with, you know, I like cum shots on them? I mean, what do I need to do? Dude, if you own the rights to that, I would I would blow you. But uh, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe, uh, you know, the porn business is taking huge hits left and right, uh, you know, money-wise, regulation-wise. You know, so I feel like this show is like, uh, you know, kind of a, a safe harbor, an oasis for, uh, mm. you know, the fun, cool days of porn and also a place for the young stars and, of course, the stars of tomorrow, and I include you in that group, <laughs> to come and kick it. <laughs> so, wait, so what do you think of that legislation where they have to uh, wear condoms now or they they might have to? Boring. That's what I think about it. Uh, <laughs> it's a great way to open the door to more Euro porn, that's for sure. <laughs> You know what their regulation is over there, right? What? Like, uh, their regulation is, uh, their regulation is like, you're a chick, right? Okay, good. Get in there. Yeah, sometimes. Like we're not doing tranny today. That's Thursday. Yeah. So, sometimes. It's a, it's a hard business, and, uh, you know, I, I really am, I could say, not only a fan, but a big supporter of the adult industry. And, uh, you know, I just hope that they make some money because, you know, let's face it, and this time, you know, being an entrepreneur like yourself, <laughs> uh, difficult 
Look, I'm sitting here naked and taping it right now while I talk to you. Too bad we're not Skyping. We could really get something going. Yeah, I know. Wow, you really are up on all the technology. I know. I'm now, the... I have to, I have a few questions for the uh, Mark Maron. Okay. Congratulations on your new show. Now, when when can we get a, a taste of this, a sampling of this of this new show? This is different than your podcast, right? Yes, it's a half-hour scripted comedy that will be premiering on IFC. All right. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. In 2016, hopefully. 2016, that's part of the deal. It has to be after this presidential run. Okay. So that's good because, you know, a few people know that, like, down in, in, in your soul, yeah. you really want to act, too. Like, you're, you're an actor. Yeah, no, I, I can do it. I did a pretty good job at playing me. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun, man. I, I never had that opportunity. And uh, I, I don't know what you'll think of it. Uh, you know, there's a little too many feelings in it for you. But, uh, but I think... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to... I don't think I think I'm gonna you know just take a taste and fast forward, but I'm, I'm happy. Hey, I'm happy for any dude who gets to live a dream. So I think this is great, man. Well, thanks, man. Um, all right, so Dave's old porn is on Thursday nights. Uh, last week was the first week, and uh, Kathy Griffin was a guest this week. Excellent. It's, when's mine on? <laughs> Mine's on in December, right? Yeah, yours. Yeah, we'll check in before that. I hope, but uh, yours is on towards the end of the run because we're saving some of our most salacious. Scandalous, super <laughs> cool, sexy shows for the end. Is that how you're spinning? Uh, that's how you're. Show. That's how you're spinning it. It's like uh, it wasn't really strong enough to open the season with, but we're going to tuck you into the middle somewhere. No. We're going to bookend Dude, that's you. So wrong. You're a you're a, you're a favorite with all the all the people that helped make the show. But also, if you watch the show that you and me together, if you watch it about ten minutes in, you can see just when I go broke, just when I ran out of money. You can see it in my eyes. It's like, whoa. Right there. That was it? That was the last of the budget? Yep. That's it. That's it. That's all the Comedy Central money, everything gone. I mean, honestly. Not everyone's been able to, not everyone's been able to, uh, to been <laughs> maintain the momentum of success that you have. So, <laughs> I'm a... not everyone has just won like you. I, I put you in the top category of winners. It's you, Justin Bieber. Uh, <laughs> you again. Thank you. That's Good me twice. Just like nothing but home runs. When are you going back to New York? I'll be back there uh, for the holiday season, of course. Hopefully, uh, you know, it uh, won't be stormy and all that. But, uh, yeah, are you going to be out here in uh, in L.A.? Yeah, I'll be back. I, I think I'm coming to New York. Uh, well, I'll be there next year at some point. But uh, I'm very excited about the show. I'm, I'm going over. You, you. I'm going over to the Meltdown Comedy Place, and I'm doing the alt rooms. I, I tried to drag you into. I'm doing the that show. too. I want to go over there, so I'll see you over there. Okay, buddy. Well, um, congrats with the show, and uh, and it's, I'm, I'm excited to be on it. And if I don't see you before the holidays, have a very very gluten free Thanksgiving. All right, Dave. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Bye. Okay, so there you go. A project of passion for Mr. Attell. So Jesus, folks, I'm in I'm in the rabbit hole. I'm in trouble. I'm in vinyl trouble. Uh first of all, Monkey, my cat, who had a teeth he had a tooth fall out of his head, fell right on the chair, sitting right in the middle of a chair, just a tooth with a hunk of skull on it. Freaked me the fuck out. Uh, but I still have the tooth and I got Monkey in the cage. I got him to the vet. He had a gum infection. I gave him some antibiotics. He lost a couple more teeth, but he seems all zippy and and uh, happy to be alive again. It looks like soft food for the uh, soon-to-be toothless entirely monkey, but uh, he's okay. Boomer has not returned. The wayward Boomer, the spirit that is Boomer, Boomer who has either uh, shifted off this mortal coil or has gone on to uh, other pastures. Boomer, the Buddha, is still 
among the missing, but not my heart, not my mind. And I hold out hope because some of you people continue to send me emails uh, of stories of cats that disappear for lifetimes and come back. Isn't that what we all do? Is it? Look, I'm not going down this rabbit hole. I was talking about another rabbit hole, the vinyl rabbit hole. Because now I'm in record stores. Now I'm, I'm hanging out in record stores, talking to people that work at record stores about records. I'm trying not to buy records I've bought before. I wanted to tell you, I know I didn't, uh, I didn't mention about the equipment I got because you know I have to deal with my, uh, my shame uh, around spending money because I don't like to spend money. But I bought this uh, Rogue Cronus Magnum integrated amp with tubes and I bought some uh, Sonus Faber speakers. And I got a new cartridge for my turntable. And I spent some money on that. And the problem with spending money is that now I sit there and sometimes I really enjoy the experience of listening to vinyl. Other times I'm like, am I really getting my money's worth? Does this sound right? Is this the way it's supposed to sound? Is this what this amount of money is supposed to sound like? If I had spent more money, would it, would it be undeniable or would I still be doing this? I guarantee you I would still be doing that. I'd be doing it even harder. I would feel like a bigger sucker. Because in order to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on on stereo equipment, you better have a special room in a big fucking house where you can sit down in a special chair and provide it, maybe oxygenate the air or whatever one does when you have more money than you know you you need to give a shit about. But for me, in my small two bedroom house, I, I think that uh, that that everything is just fine. But I am I'm in the fucking record rabbit hole you know i went i ordered some some plastic covers for all my records i'm going through each of them i'm cleaning them by hand i'm deciding which ones are in good enough condition to play that that is the obsession cast iron pans behind me uh enter records but i have a finite amount of records and i'm not not a huge collection only a few hundred so there is an end in sight what i want to say oh my buddy matt graham who was on this show as you know you might remember him as the guy who tried to cut off his head with a butter knife and also the gentleman who was the second place world champ in Scrabble. Uh, he's definitely a guy who's been in you know, Siberia comedically in a, in a Siberia of the mind and spirit for a long time. But uh, he is doing a, a critically acclaimed one-man show in New York, and, and Matt and I go way back. And I'd certainly like to, uh, to send some audience his way. It's every Thursday night in New York City. Uh, 8 p.m. at the Huron Club, and that's 15 Van Damme Street. It's part of the Soho Playhouse in New York City, and this is running through the end of the year. He's also going to be in Boston Saturday, September 24th at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Comedy Studio in Harvard Square. Uh, He's getting some good notices. USA Today called him a darker, funnier Spalding Gray. I do hope it it ends better for Matt. Uh, The New Yorker called the show funny and poignant. Uh, And and look... this guy is the real deal and he comes from a type of dark place that that many of you may not relate to but he's also brilliantly funny and he's an incredible wordsmith and writer so i would i would encourage you to go uh you can go to this two shall suck.com uh, for information and tickets that is the name of the show this two shall shall suck that's my buddy matt graham's show and it will be unlike anything you've seen he's a very intense very brilliant character i encourage you to Put yourself through that. Talking about old friends like David Tell and Matt Graham and, you know, getting older. I just turned 49. I'm not 50. But going through these records that I've had since some of them since high school, you know, what am I what am I going down? What am I looking for? Is this uh, is this my protection? Am I retreating back 
Am I digging for something, some feelings? Am I going to reconnect with something vital by listening to uh, to Leonard Skinner's Nothing Fancy or David Bowie's Scary Monsters or, you know, Mark of the Mole by The Residents? I run deep, folks. I will run the gamut on the musical taste thing. But it's interesting, through every part of my life, you know, I, I can sort of see a shift in my identity from, you know, towny rock to art rock when I meant to do it at the record store. I'm listening to The Residents and Brian Eno and and Fred Frith and all these cats. And then there was the shift into college where I was, you know, probably a little gayer than I might have wanted to be uh, musically. Uh, You know, we got some, we got Bow Wow Wow. We got the Stray Cats. We got some English beat there, some OMD, early OMD, a lot more Bowie. And then on to, into, uh, into whatever, you know, the jazz period. And then back to, and then into the Velvet Underground and then into Iggy Pop. I mean, it's just very interesting how you can chart your life through this music but i you know i'm still a 49 year old guy sitting in his boxers in his little house in los angeles listening to this music but some of it sounds fucking great on vinyl transformer sounds great i just listened to fiona apple's new uh, album on vinyl and of course she was a guest here she is a fucking genius i mean what an inspired i mean i you know just breathtaking god damn it Reckon with yourself. Reckon with the music. Engage in the aura of the authentic. That was paraphrasing Walter Benjamin, who I know nothing about, but I just talked to Hodgman and he brought it up and that's what he gleaned and I like it. The aura of the authentic. More of that, please. Let's talk to Keith and the girl. Strap in. This is a fun one. Hemda and Keith from Keith and the Girl What's up? in my garage in Los Angeles for reasons I don't know. Do you what? guys do you hear it staticky or is it my headphones? It's the it's a fucking uh, headphone okay. box. I don't think I'm not I don't think it's recording that. I don't know what to do. Uh, why don't you guys tell me? You guys uh, you know got me started to begin with. What, what do I need to do? I need a better headphone box. Do I need what needs to be fixed here? <laughs> you were the original podcast people. Let's just do tech stuff for him this yeah, I, whole time. Would you please? I mean, because I, I remember when I went on your show. How long ago was that? The first time I went on your show, I think I was just starting this thing. It was about three years ago. I think we got you right before you started. Right, and I was yeah. like, "What do I do?" <laughs> and it was all very confusing to me because you were do, you do something else, kind of. You do more of a live streaming show every day. Yes, yeah, five and, days a week. And yeah. people, I don't know if people know this, but the Keith and the girl were like the original, one of the original podcasters. Would you say that? I would say that. Yeah, we started about six months into podcasting. We're really only kind of nerds knew about it. Yeah, you know, real nerds. Yeah, yeah. Not the new nerds. No, like people who really just found the the first things on the internet. You know, right? Like only I know about this before iPods and iPads had, um, and before iTunes had uh, a podcasting section section on there. Right. Yeah. And what was the like? What was the original? Because. I recently got an email from a guy who was like, I'm tired of Mark Maron and them, and them guys acting like they started podcasting. We've been doing it since 1970. You know, I don't Ooh. know. But do you, when you started it, what was the actual agenda? What would you think that you had there? You know what? We, we were going to do it just for fun. 
Uh, Hemda was going to promote maybe her singing. She's a great singer. Yeah. I would promote stand-up maybe. I was uh, thinking about doing it. And we <laughs> just uh, it just uh, took off and became its own thing. Congratulations, sincerely, on over 300 shows. And you didn't expect it to be such a huge thing, but you knew you were going to take it serious. It's did, kind of the same thing. Right. That's all I knew was I got to do this consistently uh, every Monday and Thursday. Pick a schedule and honor right. the schedule. You can't hold on to listeners. So you didn't come from radio at all? No. No, neither one of us. No. You were just nerds? Um, I think I think we were close enough to nerds. Like we, we each have a brother that's so super nerdy. Yeah. That they introduced right. us to the idea of podcasting. Right. And they said, Hey, you know, you you should actually the idea was for him to do it and he wanted a co host we were dating at the time. Right. And it was it was kind of easy like that. Because I remember when I went to do your show and I, I got off a train stop in <laughs> Queens, a part of Queens I'd never been to. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then you came and picked me up, and you weren't very pleasant. Uh, <laughs> you think she wasn't? She was a little like, all right, get in the car. You want really? a coffee? Yeah. And I was like, what is this? But I, I can't even oh imagine. God, I know. I, I'm, I'm usually too nice. No, I, 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 don't, I don't know what it was. I, maybe it was a bad morning. Then we drove over. It wasn't, you weren't awful, but I was, it was a little weird for me. I, I wonder, you know, honestly, because uh, I had just met you just before, and, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Great conversation. You yeah, should come on our yeah, show. You know, right. really excited about you. I was really excited about you, but I think because you're like... Um, uh, very mm, intense. Yeah, I, I didn't want to seem too girly and hey, how you doing and yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. And I, I think maybe that was my attempt at trying to be cool around you, <laughs> and then it came off all shitty. Wouldn't it be funny if Mark's <laughs> energy changes everybody? <laughs> I think it does. I, you know, depending on the day, I definitely put off something that some people are like, "Oh, fuck that guy." I try to regulate that. I know when it's happening. I remember really? the first time I met Mark and. Within ten minutes, I was sweating. Really? <laughs> Why? Like this, you're intense. You, you are, are intense. intense. But I was probably kind of a dick because I didn't understand. But now I understand. This is the yeah. weird thing: is that when I went to your house, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, because I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't really know your thing, but I knew other comics did it, and and you guys were respected. But there's that feeling of when you take a train to the middle of fucking nowhere, just like you guys drove up here today, and you're like, "What is this?" It, what, before podcasts, no one, you know, no right. one would do that. Now right. you get people coming to your house, like there are people that walk through this door, I'm like, yeah, this is where we're doing it. And it's legitimate. They're like, right. this is a real thing. Yeah, actually, you started sort of apologizing for how small your studio is and whatever. We've seen other podcasts set up. It's in a suitcase. Yeah, This right. is a real studio. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sometimes I've gone to places where people, I, I actually have to turn down podcasts now because I don't know if it's real. Have right. You, I, have you ever had that where you like it's you, a dude's house, yeah, no, but, but that, just but just to see him in the living room, right, right, and it's just him with a mic, and then like I had that experience. Some guy been bothering me for months. I go over there, I do it. I don't think he ever put it up. I don't. Th I don't know if he recorded it. I, it, it didn't look like <laughs> he just was, wanted you over for coffee, and yeah, then he's like, "Well, Mark does a lot of these podcasts. I'll just say I have a podcast." That's right. I think that is what happened. <laughs> Mark said, uh, "Where are the mics?" He's like, "That's not uh, our style, man." Yeah, yeah. We just it happens now. Just whoever, be. Yeah, whoever's around <laughs> like that. That guy over there, he's listening to it. <laughs> yeah, when you go to the bathroom, we're still recording. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what are you guys doing in L.A.? Um, we, we came we came for your show. No, <laughs> that can't be happening. We, do, we did a live uh, Keith and the Girls show, and uh, while we're here, we're doing uh, some other podcasts and doing some uh, <laughs> meetings. Really? Doing some... Now, I... I See, I'm just very, like you and podcasts, we don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm, we, very, <laughs> I'm very pessimistic where I think everything's going to work out in the end of my life. But nothing will work out on the way to that. 
Yeah, well, that's usually the way it goes. It never while you're in it, it doesn't right. seem like it's working out at all. So, so I know not to get too excited if it's a if it's a meeting about a Keith and the Girl TV show mm-hmm. or you know reality or studio, you know whatever. I don't know, but uh, it's it's pretty exciting because I'm new to this. Well, I was very impressed. Like early on, you know, I'd been kicking around stand up for a long time and being in show business and doing meetings and having a lot of failure. I mean, I came into podcasting because uh, nothing was going on. But right. when I met you guys, you're like, yeah, we got a book deal. Things are happening. We're making a million bucks, and I like. <laughs> when I was at your house, I'm like, you could get a new house. Maybe you could get a new, <laughs> new apartment. You're like, yeah, we got nine million downloads. I'm like, well, maybe you should uh, move out of this place. <laughs> we, maybe you well, we moved, you your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we moved. You motherfucker. <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of big talk in a shitty apartment, I remember that day. Can you imagine, by the way, if we would have said anything like that to Mark? <laughs> nine million downloads, a million dollars, we're rich. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I, the, the, but the way you guys talked about it, I was like, holy shit, this is... Is an amazing medium. You you really hear things differently than people are saying them. We <laughs> never would have said that. Not a, now we're making a million dollars. No no no, I know. But like in my mind, because you know book right. deal, you know, the right. number of downloads. You guys got a lot of downloads. Yeah. I mean, you're very yeah. popular. Did you have a lot of fans at your show? Yeah uh, yeah. It, we we did it at the Nerdist, and uh, not for nothing, we took chairs out of the green room to accommodate two nice. people. Yes, nice. <laughs> and what, do you find that there you know your people? I mean, like I know that from doing the podcast for a while, I have a specific type of person that comes. Like, what kind of people are coming to the Keith and the Girls? You know Honestly, I'm happy to say it's uh, it really is everybody. It's, uh, it's eclectic. It's, it is them eclectic. Yeah. Can you call people eclectic? Yeah, it's not like a you know. I know you you would think like maybe uh, maybe like a an Nerds. old nerdy group yeah. looking uh, you know looking like each other it really is everything all races creeds well you guys seem to have balanced something that's uh, that's a little tricky because you're sort of a you know a borderline filthy comic thank you and you're a, a very attractive sophisticated woman and so you don't you oh know, fuck really yeah a little bit <laughs> you know, until you talk and then- <laughs> I like to balance my yeah, own self. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you call me nice things, I'll say something shitty. Yeah, but you know, like I know, like you go to an O and A show, you're going to be right. dealing with a mongrel horde of you know, right. like, say cock. We're the porn stars. I feel like we somewhat uh, can, in a way, trained our audience because there was uh, Keith talked about you know heckling and and people chatting during shows, and we talked about uh, earlier on we we would call out people like you didn't tip your waiter. Oh yeah, we yeah we don't like that shit we don't want people treating each other like shit in our shows if we if we booked people on our on our shows and our episodes and live and whatever you have to respect that and i think people come in with that attitude of like they also they a lot of times they come by themselves as well you know um they don't get two tickets all the time and then they make friends they meet beforehand they right. meet after so i think we built a, a good and our audience a community it's yeah, almost a community mm-hmm. i agree our, our audience helped with that because our forums um uh, a, a while ago started their community like just went with that whole community feeling so they're really nice to each other and i think that helps because we don't want people just going ah you guys say fuck all the time we're just gonna say fuck through your show fuck this fuck that yeah it's very frightening when you you sort of build an audience of of animals that you know then you have to entertain the animals live it's it's one thing if you're in the studio but you know once you get out there so let's try to deal with this individually it's always tricky for me when i have two people in there and and we want to talk but when you started see you you weren't doing stand-up you just wanted to do stand-up. I, I understand to comedians how offensive this is. I uh, did st- I did stand-up at an open mic every weekend for a year, 
And then Chenda said, why don't you uh, do a CD? And I said, why don't I? Then we happened to do uh, the Keith and the Girls show. And then we said, all right, some people are, uh, you know, we're getting a little bit of a following. How about I do this every year? So I started doing a stand-up show every year, but I would not regularly do stand-up. So, I just don't have the pa- I know it, your head's about to explode. But, uh, I just don't have the passion for it, but I do enjoy the challenge. Well, I don't. I mean, my head's not about to explode, but it just sounds like cheating, Keith. I mean, I, I just uh, you know. right. But if I, but if I am able to so do basically it, basically, you're, you're, you're. Let me just understand. Sure, that. you're an open micer. You've been doing it about a year, and you did a DVD. Right. Okay. And then you're like, hey, well, I'm, I'm, I'm this I, is fun. I got people that like me. Right. And they're, they're, they, they're obviously very forgiving. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, so I'm gonna do this through my development. I'm right. gonna do this every year. So you don't do stand up during the year. I'm not knocking Correct. it. I mean, Correct. there's a lot of, of ways to go about it. I'm, I'm no longer. Uh, a guy with the uh, principles that I, I hold by. I mean, if you can make it work, you can make it work. Well, you know what? And, and of course, you know, comics like to give me a hard time, but these people wouldn't, no matter what, even if you were a fan of our show, you wouldn't fly down to see me do stand up. Right. You know, you wouldn't take off work, you know, use up your days. Right. You wouldn't fly down. You wouldn't, right. you wouldn't you know, be like this guy's... hotel in New York City on a, right. for a goof. Yeah. You really legitimately you don't think have... I can do this. It's not the Grateful Dead. You know, right. no one's like, where's Keith playing? Right. I don't know what he's going to do tonight. <laughs> and all the, yeah, he can do anything. I'm, he's probably going to tell jokes again, like last year. <laughs> and by the way, all the comedians that are disgusted, and they are, they're d- disgusted that I only do it once a year. Who gave them the right to start a podcast? Right. I don't care, but who the fuck said they there can do go. it? They there didn't put in their time. Yeah. All right, there you go. Thank no, you. I, I, okay, so I mean, it kind of works that way, but you know how podcasting works. It's a, it's a weird thing that everybody is doing them now. Right. But they, no one can explain why uh, one is better than the other or why one is popular. I mean, there's literally thousands of podcasts. I mean, you guys must... I mean, I don't... like. I but know it makes that, sense that the popular ones happen no, no, to have value. No, I get that, but there's a skill to doing this thing. I don't know what it is, and I, you know, I was completely new to it, and I did maybe a year and a half of radio. But when I got on this mic, I found it to be very liberating. Right. And then all of a sudden, now after like I got some attention, and I'm not going to take any responsibility for it because you guys sort of got me into it in a way. But all the comics are doing them, but not all of them are going to be popular. But here, here's the thing: uh, people have been doing, uh, have been randomly doing artsy stuff. All the time. It's just there's there's a new medium for random people right, to do exactly. it. Right, exactly. People have been calling themselves actors for forever. Right. You know, and yeah. that doesn't mean they have the skill to act, but they can. They can go on auditions. They can look pretty sure. and get a part. You know what I mean? They, they can delude themselves for their entire life. They, they really can and, and live on some <laughs> shitty income that they're not making. You know, they, they also stand up comics. I've, I'm sure you've seen people who call themselves stand ups and they're trying and trying, but yeah, I hate they might. Yeah, but but we've been hating Amen. people trying to do what we think that we are meant to do for since we started doing any kind of artsy thing. You know, right. people think that they could sing. How many people line up to do uh, American Idol? American Idol, America's Got Talent. Like most of them don't have talent, but people think they can do it. Well, now they're being rewarded for not having talent. I mean, that's part of the charm of America's Got Talent. Is like, wow, that's just a normal person that can do that one thing. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and and we'll call it talent, right? And we'll but be- in terms of acting and podcasting, whatever, you'll always have something right. slipping through the cracks. Of they found something that somebody wants to see or have them do. But for the most part, you know, some people kind of rise above. Like Mark, your show is popular because people want to hear what you're doing because of how you interact with people. Right. You know, so yes, anyone else could find a shed. Where the hell are we? Yeah, could could put <laughs> microphones in a shed and and start going, <laughs> but. 
you know, they'll get a half a chance here and there, but they're not going to do what you're doing. But do you guys have bitterness about it? About? About people becoming, like, doing podcasts? Oh, I mean, not at it? all. No. Not at all. It's not like they're stealing our fans or anything. Right. You know, it's, it's just people who want to listen to, I don't know, a knitting podcast above us. I don't think we would have gotten that knitting <laughs> audience. <laughs> no, if anything, like, for example, would I, would I be upset you started a podcast? If anything, it's good for podcasting. Mm-hmm. The more attention to podcasting. I feel that it. way, too. And I genuinely yeah. feel that way. And I don't think I would have thought I would have felt that way. Like, I get very, peop- I get mad at people when, uh, when they say like there's too many podcasts, I'm like, shut up! Right, we're trying. It's a new thing. It's all good. It's yeah. a new medium. Like, yeah. can't we just because there is a ceiling to how many people actually even listen to podcasts? Period. Right, and it's it's not that it's a pretty low ceiling compared yeah. to other media. There's only right. like and there's only a million or so people that are doing this, listening to it. Right, and there's a thousand TV channels. You don't go there's right. too much TV. Right. Well, you do. <laughs> you, tell, you go. I can't find anything. Right. But but someone. But there's no one to blame. You, right. you, you know, with podcasts, there's like too many podcasts. Why doesn't that guy shut up? I mean, with TV, it's like who the hell knows who's in charge of that? Right. You can write to us. You yeah, can. yeah. Yeah. It's like, I am. Stop. I do find I am far too accessible. Yeah, no, I'm trying to change that. It's crazy. How do you do that? You know how he changes it? He how? just forwards it to my email. <laughs> he really does. Isn't it weird how fucking accessible you are? I mean, I, yeah. I got some guy tweeted this morning. And this is me. I get a tweet from some dude that's got two followers. Says, you know, answer my email, asshole. Right. And as opposed to just move past that, I go into my email yeah. to find out what email it was, and I had answered him already. I, and, and I and I had to stop myself. Way to from, teach him a lesson. But, but, yeah, <laughs> but, 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 I, but there was part of me that wanted to tweet at him and say, right. like, fuck you, I already did that. And, what, and then I'm engaged with this dude who, yeah. what, what do I care? But Keith, Keith tends to do that. I um, get engaged. But he gets engaged to be angry. He doesn't get engaged where I'm like, why don't you answer this email? This is the, the email nice that one. counts. Yeah, the, the nice the one. The nice one, the one that's asking us to, you know, a do something. A business email. Yeah. Right. But he'll, someone will say, blah, 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 and it ends with, fuck you, Keith, anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's the one he'll go back and forth on. It's like, because, why are you wasting your time? Because that's where the high is. That's right. where the juice is. You're right. like, I'm going to win. And there's no, you can't win. <laughs> It's like, you, why, are, why aren't you, yeah, why aren't you working on the important emails? And I'm like, I'm on my lunch break right yeah, now. Because yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I want to win over this asshole is what is usually what happens to me. Is right. like, and then you get them and then I go, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I, I generally, it's just, I've gotten to the point where I go back and forth and people are like, why are you even emailing me? Right. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the most awkward feeling. It's like, don't you have better things to do? See, they're always going to win like that. Because right. you're going to be like, yeah. fuck you, what, what show are you talking about? And they're like, God, I, I can't believe you're taking all this time to deal with a fucking asshole. Dude, I never gave a fuck. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> this is the 10th email back and forth. We're on yeah. two years. But I never he, cared. Keith's solution to that never caring thing yeah. is he, he now makes people start their email with how old they are, what their sexual orientation is, how if they're, if you're a girl, how big your tits are, just so he can start, you know, he can right. have a visual. Right. And then how much do you give a shit? So we really have people writing in like I give two loads of shits about this I give a good like drunken hangover shit about it and, and they'll right, be right. honest like I, I really accountability. don't accountability yeah I gotta yeah. be honest I don't really care but without exaggeration the email's five pages long I'm like well that'll save me time yeah, yeah. Circular it's, exactly file. I can, you can't get through them so where where'd you grow up uh, Somerset, Pennsylvania, uh, close to Pittsburgh, but the country, Pe- absolutely the country, where you hear the fog roll in, you know, Pennsylvania country. Stuff. That's real creepy country. It, it very much so. There's yeah. a type of uh, of person in t- in Pennsylvania. It's a little eerie. There's like farming and darkness. Yes. Yeah. Well, isn't your next door neighbor a farmer? Uh, absolutely. I get reverse claustrophobia when I go back. I can't. I need. Where are the assholes? Why right, aren't right, people right, in right. my way? Yeah. I, 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 you know, we have the swing set in the middle of 24 acres. 
And, you grew uh, up on twenty four acres. Yeah, and I, well, we we rented it out the uh, you know to the other farmers. For two dollars a month. Right. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, but it might as well no, have but been. It is low. It is low. <laughs> so, and, what, what what kind of business was your family in? Where you had twenty four acres? Uh, not that not that they had so much money. They just uh, got it cheap and a long time ago. Um, and they still have it. Uh, they still have it. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. That must be good, right? Does anyone want to live there? Or... <laughs> that's the, that's the hangup. <laughs> Other than that, though, it's prime real estate. <laughs> you got a lot of land that nobody wants. Right. Good. I went to visit there, and as soon as we shut off the car, you know, as we're rolling through literally cornfields, I'm starting to freak out because yeah. that's how you know every scary movie starts and oh, yeah. shit. And yeah. I'm the only brown person, and I'm hardly brown. I'm just off white. And then we turn off the car, and it's so quiet that I think that's when I'm going to hear the gunshot to my heart. Yeah. It's just so weird and creepy. And yeah. I, I freaked out. I know that feeling where, like, if you're used to living in a city and you drive through the country and you just see a house set up on a hill, you're like, yeah. what's going on in there? Yeah. That's got to be fucked up. And I tell her, it's like, that's silly. We don't use bullets. We'll yeah. use an axe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it uh, Amish country at all? Uh, no. Oh. That was close, though. Like, uh, you it know, was Jesus country. I was a waiter for a long time. And well, you... everywhere's Jesus country. If you <laughs> right. It's just a few miles away from any city. It's Jesus country. Uh, the uh, Being a waiter, the Amish would come in. And, you know, I, I remember one story where uh, the, the daughter orders uh, lemonade. And I brought her a Sprite. And then I remembered, oh, you had a lemonade. And the mom looks sternly at the daughter. And she goes, no, no, no. Sp- Sprite's right. <laughs> And it, and I'm like, no, I, I made the mistake. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me go. Yeah. And the the mom looks even more sternly at the daughter. Like, no, this, what you gave me is good. Oh my! She God. could have been allergic to Sprite. I don't know, but well, yeah, we, we don't we don't make up a stink. So the kid was saying it's it's the kid good. was saying it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. The way my mom's looking at me, I could tell it's totally fine. Uh, can we just get out of this fun restaurant so oh I can get God. fingered by that? You know? Oh, oh. Yeah, well, no, it see, happened. See, see, that's where we went. I'm working out my material. Keep, keep it in the family. <laughs> this is where I work out that's my bits. It. Yeah, sure. The, the <laughs> Maybe old, that one won't make the it. The twist and there's the incest <laughs> at the end. I'm familiar with those kind of bits. When in doubt, when it might not work, get the, let the kid get fucked by her family. <laughs> <laughs> Finger fucked. Yeah. It's a very specific kind of fucking. Yeah, it's it's not as bad. Good for you for keeping it in the mid range of incest. <laughs> well, that's how I get an eclectic crowd. Well, who are, <laughs> who are you guys? Are like when you start? Because I'm, I, you had a lot of great comics in on the show, and you still do. And a couple of dudes that you had on pretty regularly have passed away, which is fucking brutal. Right. I mean, right. I went to fucking. Uh, I was just in Utah, and I saw a picture of Patrice, and I was like, I got choked up. Right. You used to have him on, huh? Uh, Patrice, we didn't. No, we didn't Greg, get to though. know Patrice. Uh, Greg Geraldo, uh, Doug Stan. Most of, I noticed this. The comics don't that name I, Doug Stanhope yet in this. <laughs> what's right. that? Oh, in this, oh, oh in undead. Well, I don't think he was saying just dead. Yeah. Just period. But you know what? I, I do notice the. Comedians, I get, there's a pool if you want to get in. On it. <laughs> uh, the, the, I don't like that. The uh, no, no. She means like that's yeah. close to home. That's uh, what she means. I mean, yeah, we I all mean, know it. After that Louis C.K. episode, especially, I'm just like, no, no, you're too funny. Stop yeah. it. Right. I don't think he knew there was even cameras. Yeah. He, no, I I talked to Louis about that. Louis was very uh, thankful about that. That you know, Doug definitely showed up for work, and apparently Louis wasn't feeling great that day. He was tired, and right. and Doug was like, "Don't worry, I got this." And he definitely carried well, it. You know, he's very on top of it. He was. He I, was great. He was an amazing actor, and yeah. I got really choked up at at that. I. I cried a little bit well you know that guy you know you do comedy enough and there's those guys i mean it's not he wasn't really playing doug but you know the dudes well a little bit (laughs) but i don't i don't uh i never get the feeling that doug's genuinely suicidal i think doug you know no not suicide not not i'm going to kill myself but you know 
You wonder about the lifestyle and... Well, he's sort of aware of it. I mean, the last time I talked to him, he's like trying to be a little careful. He's tempering it a bit. Mm-hmm. No? Really? No, yeah. Nah, I haven't seen that. No? Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When was the last time he's on? Yeah, we don't see him on a regular basis. But when I do, I don't know when I do. The, uh, but I was going to say, like, it's interesting that my... I don't know how fascinating, but the comedians that I really enjoy happen to be dark, and they also happen to have some kind of drinking or drug problem. Sure. Greg Giraldo. Uh, Doug Stanhope, uh, without exaggeration, I you're you're fantastic. And yeah. I think you're at the top, and you know you had a big uh, yeah. mess. It's yeah. a, it's just interesting. It's all those people. But you just celebrated 13 years sober. Right, 13 right? years sober. Congratulations. Yeah, and I'm just sitting here eating a nicotine thing and drinking my coffee, getting what getting it where I can. How you holding up? I'm all right. Yeah. I feel pretty good. I could use. Uh, I'm feeling a little flabby, but that's the biggest problem I have. Really? Okay. I thought you looked. Yeah. Well, thank you, you very much. Amazing. That's all I was fishing for. We're good. <laughs> but, but you don't have a drinking problem. I en- I enjoy drinking. Yes. Uh, I would not say I have a drinking problem. Well, what are you waiting for? Maybe that's the big shift that needs to happen. <laughs> for on my, your, don't you ever get to, to get the next level? What, what for admitting it? No, no, I think it's time. I, I know your show's gone through some evolutions with your relationship and whatnot. Right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna. When we talk about relationships. Well, I, well, first of all, <laughs> let's you know, shit on Keith. Yeah. Well, Keith. <laughs> well, Keith Malley, and then uh, you, do you say it like a Jew or like is it Chemda? Yeah, that's really great. And uh, and how do you pronounce your last name? Khalili. Khalili. But you're not a Jew. You are a Jew? Oh, I was raised Jewish. I'm atheist now. No, but, you were, but you're a Persian Jew. Yep. And a lot of people don't know there are Persian Jews. But there are a lot of Persian yeah, Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's actually Persian Jewish community. Like yeah. isn't Great Neck all Persian Jews now? All Persian, yeah. And I'm really grateful that my parents didn't decide just to go straight there. They almost did. Yeah. yeah. When they moved to New York, yeah. Where'd yeah. they go? Uh, we went to Queens, so right. it's, it's it's all right. There's well, how does that work? In like, because I've I have not talked to that many Persians because there's not many available to talk to in in the world I'm in, other than uh, Maz Jibrani, uh, <laughs> who I've talked to before. But when did your parents leave when the shit went down? Well, my it was it was my father uh, is Persian. My mother was raised in, in Israel, born and raised in Israel. Her parents are Iraqi, also Jews. Um, Persian Jews, which is Iranian Jews and Iraqi Jews, and a lot of people don't yeah. associate Jews with that. They think that they're like that's the opposite of Jew. It's a small community, but you know the the thing that works with uh, Persians, Iraqis, Middle Eastern people in general is we don't talk. So you're about to ask me about my heritage. I don't really know. You know, my brother, my father is one of twelve people. I can't name all his siblings. I made one of twelve name. people, not even brothers, <laughs> brothers and sisters, yeah. not even a the family. Tribe. Twelve people came. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I mean, they don't. They don't know what I do for a living. They hardly know who I date ever. They don't. We don't. It's like a. And you're I, saying this is a general thing with the uh, with Persian families no, that you would think it'd be very tight knit. They will actually usually they're up each other's ass about stuff. And so um, when they were up my ass about everything, like where are you going, what are you doing, they started realizing they don't like where I'm going and what I'm doing. And now we sort of have a don't ask, don't tell. And so I'm just, uh, I'm just the person who sort of uh, keeps letting them down. So right. now they they don't, they just just you know you go over there and 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 let people down, and then we'll just pretend whatever. I think they have something in their mind about what I'm doing or what. Right, right. But they haven't they haven't asked me what I'm doing it for years make sense. and years. It doesn't yeah. make sense to certain people. They like they have a a a, a path that they think people yeah. should take, and if you uh, divert from that path, they're like, oh, she's lost, it's bad. Yeah. I don't know what to do. It's supposed that to be married with yeah. children at That there's point. no interest is so weird, you know? And I'm not saying I, I don't have a close relationship uh, with my dad at all, but it's... You the, don't? I, I don't, no. Like, when you asked... Uh, 
He he really reminds me of your dad, where uh, all these grand schemes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but he he said yes, what he did, he uh, sells insurance. Yeah. But uh, you won't see him working a lot because that's not how the insurance business works. I, I would I wouldn't understand. I don't understand the insurance business. Do you? Uh, you made, there's call. You wouldn't understand. You, your feeble mind couldn't begin it's, to but, comprehend. I don't understand my, the insurance I have. <laughs> right. like, that's I, you know, how they sell it. Yeah, I mean right. it, it is so fucking confusing. Like I'm just hoping that whatever I get is covered. Right. Yeah, whether right. it's an accident or cancer, I just, you know, I, they, it's too complicated for me to know by looking at what they sent me to. Well, my dad uh, was a Catholic priest, and so yeah, really? very religious, and, you know, that just put distance between us. You know, I, I don't tell him I'm uh, atheist or that I don't go to church because, you know, why bother? But uh, it's not, that's really his only talking point, and that I can't relate or care. And that and uh, big schemes? And like, yeah, it's it's Jesus, and you got it. You know what you got to do. Yeah, and just yeah. I mean, he has. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he he'll he'll yeah. come to the house and say, "Hey, this thing is really taking off. We're we're yeah. becoming successful. The show right. is you know making money. All this right. kind of stuff." And his dad will say, "You should get into the insurance business." Right. Oh yeah. yeah. They just if, if what? It, yeah. Yeah. If you want to come back. And we'll start an insurance company in the basement. Right. And <laughs> right. How, does our it, own. how does it get from like, this is going well to like, you got to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's right. like, if, if they can't understand that they're like, well, clearly it's yeah. not real success. Right. Well, you know what? Like, she'll go over to see her parents. And you know, I'll cry another, every day. Do another, you? I do. They still could get to me, which really bothers me because I go in there very adamantly like, I'm an adult now. You know, yeah, I'm sure. doing adult things yeah. and I own my company and yeah. I'm relating to people yeah. very well and this yeah. is fantastic. By the second day, I'm crying. Uh, my mother's, I don't know, she thinks I'm too fat. She doesn't know where I'm going with my life. She I, says that? Yeah, my father doesn't like the way I laugh. Like, it's just insane. Have you, you really haven't talked to Persian people because any Persian person will tell you like they grew up in this thing where they, It'll never happen. You'll you'll always be something. I think, especially as a female, just what are you doing with that laugh? Who's going to marry you? Right, right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. How are you going to get a dick? Yeah. You... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Semantics. Yeah. yeah. How, it's, how come you don't know how to make rice like a normal human right. being? It's all traditional um, uh, yeah. models. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like it, a, a woman is supposed to find a husband. Yeah. Have kids, cook well, and shut up. And that's funny because it's always the woman is supposed to find a husband. Like we're we're on this constant scavenger hunt of did I find you? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is yeah, this yeah, you? Yeah, Come yeah. on, there's got to be something else. So you okay? So Catholic Catholicism, Jewish, Persian, Iraqi, but it, you turned away from the church early on, or yeah, what? Turning away sounds like such a big deal. I just calmly walked away. I shook its hand. I said thanks for your time. <laughs> I I I didn't masturbate till I was eighteen. I was very religious. Uh, not well, very religious. I don't know. I did believe you were it. afraid. I absolutely to believed it. Yeah, I never even looked into it. You just don't do it. I didn't even. I know that sounds dumb because when you rub against something, I just didn't. Well, you did at night, right? Uh, I, I, yeah, I came in my sleep. Right. You Nocturnal know, I had that problem. Yeah, and and we didn't talk about that in our family. I don't know, you know, how many families do. In all fairness, I I thought like my dick sweated somehow. Yeah. Some kind of go, and then I hide it. It was broken. The, it was leaking yeah. something that <laughs> right. you didn't understand. <laughs> which, which I'm guessing. Oh, I hope, like you know, when your gums hurt, it just fixes itself. Because I'm not going to ask anybody about this glue my dick's dripping. So then I, you know, I'm wiping it off, and yeah. then I'd hide it in yeah, the yeah. in the other clothes. So, you know, what is it about men and I like thinking that your mother's not going to find this stash of Kleenex? Like you know, like like there's some weird thing about jerking off that, like everything else, like in the kitchen, you throw garbage away, but when you right. jerk off the shame tissues. You know, you do, like I remember just sticking them in the corner of my bed. Who the hell? What the, what the fuck is my mother gonna think? You know? Every morning he has a cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor kids. Yeah, he's got snot all the time. 
My, we interviewed my brother, and he uh, he shared. This is going to sound weird because I started with my brother, but he shared the first time that he came, and it was it happened to be with a girl. They had no idea what they were doing, and he thought he was going to pee, and he's like, "Oh shit, this feels so good, but I'm going to pee." And yeah, finally, yeah. he just let it. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm peeing." Yeah. He really just said that, and then and then whatever it was that he thought just came out. They turned on the lights, and they were just examining it because neither one of them knew what the hell was happening. That's a good so they're story. Like, oh, what? What? Yeah, is, yeah. They're just like picking yeah, through yeah, his yeah. sperm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you make more of this? <laughs> yeah, if I can you give make me something. Yeah, yeah, if you give me 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> luckily they didn't figure out that this thing could go into her thing because yeah. he just would have gotten her was pregnant. He? He 24. Was... <laughs> Get the fuck no, out. No. <laughs> he was like 12. <laughs> yeah, so probably, you know, uh, other other guys were already putting their dick in, in their hand and figuring it out, but, uh, you know, he just didn't think to do that that's before. A, well, that's the weirdest thing about Jews and, and Catholics. I mean, you know, I was not taught anything religiously about anything and you know when i remember talking about jerking off to dudes when we were 13 14 it was like a common conversation right but like talking to dudes yeah yeah, yeah. not jerking off right but no actually having a conversation about jerking off and 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 with catholics i just don't i can't i can't ever wrap my my mind around the fucking mind fuck of that whole thing yeah I, i remember learning about how how people have sex i asked my mom she gave me a book I looked through it and I was thoroughly disgusted. Really? And I, yeah, and I was I was probably too I probably should have known. I think I was in fourth grade. Probably should have known what sex was. I think I was ten. And I was The just, book, by the way, was the Torah. <laughs> yeah. And it <laughs> nauseated me too. <laughs> I just looked through it and I'm like, oh my God. I thought my parents made the biggest sacrifice ever to make the three of us. Like, wow, you guys are so nice. You did this to make us. And you're the, you're the best. And then for years, I thought they they had sex three times. And that was it. And that was it. Why, like, why would you want to do it more? Oh, it's it a mess. Horrible. <laughs> why? Look at what my dad did. He stabbed her <laughs> with his <laughs> penis <laughs> through that <laughs> thing. Oh. Yeah. That of I don't course wanna... it bleeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. When I first saw those books, I was like, oh, my God. I couldn't get enough of looking at that shit. I guess that's a guy thing, though. When I first yeah. saw what sex looked like, I'm like, oh, I got to do that. I still don't I still don't want to see it up close. I want to see my own up close. Like, yeah. I'll, uh, you know, let's look at it for a lot. Oof. But I don't, if I'm watching porn, which is very rarely, I don't like the close-up right on really? there. Yeah, because then you're just talking about dick vagina dick vagina where yeah. you know if you see the whole thing you're like oh they're, they're they like each other and they're yeah. throwing each other around but yeah, yeah that never happens with porn oh they like yeah. each other <laughs> 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 that's love noises <laughs> or at least they you know they respect each other to throw each other around and pull hair in the right way you yeah, know? yeah yeah yeah. I, I don't know when porn got so fucking gnarly it's, it's too it's, it's too rough, much dude. some of it i mean you know, like i actually sometimes when i'm watching porn I, i'm so happy when i come upon like I only go to free sites so it's right. like whatever clips there but when they have like classic I'm like yeah let's right. go classic back when there was hair on vaginas and they weren't fucking people's heads right it's fucking I have such visuals it's fucking horrendous I am sorry I don't have money to pay my electric bill <laughs> so okay so now you both are like well, let's go back over here like the thing about Persian they're they they hang on to this Persian thing, and they make it yeah. very clear that they're not just Arabs. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not Arabs. 
Yeah, it's it's a big cultural thing. Um, I don't know that I was fighting to to say I'm Jewish or Arab because I think maybe in Queens uh, there's so many Jews that, yeah, yeah. and I look so Jewish yeah. that they just everyone's just assuming it's just all Israeli. You yeah, know, because yeah. I speak Hebrew, so they just more associate. So you me grew with, up with Hebrew. Yeah, I was born in Israel. I moved to Queens when I was four, and my parents spoke to me in Hebrew. Have you gone back to Israel? They now moved to Israel, so now I got to make meccas every other year. You know what See, I mean? So they're in it. They are well. They, my my dad got cancer, and it was it was uh, it it became harder to work. So he sold the house, and you could retire a lot easier and a lot faster. So in his fifties, he retired, moved to Israel. So it was a lot easier to do it that way. Because like Israel to me is very daunting and very frightening, and I, I don't not comfortable there. I, I I get it, and I, it took me a long time. I was like, why are people scared of Israel? But I guess if all I heard was from here the bombing and the you know checking your bags everywhere and stuff like that, which is how we live now in New York. I you know, I get it, yeah. Similarly, there are more bombs in Israel, but but if that's going to be your hang up, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I I I have a different view of Israel because yeah. it's the motherland, and everyone. Even as I was growing up, people were like, "Oh, someday we'll go back. This place is shit." I'm like, "Go back already! How long are you going to talk about going back and to and, Israel? Yeah, and how Israel's better and everything's better in Israel and the food's better and the people are better. Why are you here then? I see them say to Chenda, "You should, you should, you should go back." Uh, you're gonna, you know, you'll enjoy it. It's your people. It's like, oh yeah, it's really not my thing. What? I, well, how about you? I wish I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. I, but but it's weird. You have that in your brain because I mean that was delivered to my brain for years. I mean, as a Jew, that Israel oh. is this thing that you know it's there for us and it's always right and it's the best place in the world. And they they really that I've been talking about it on stage recently the brainwashing. Even because when you're a middle class Jew, you don't get any sense of what God can or will do for you, or even understand how the religion works. But the one thing you come out of that childhood with is that Israel is somehow more important than anything. It's really not. I mean, the only reason why I think they say that is if we don't keep saying it, you know, the thousand people that live there now on our side are just going to leave. But do you I, do you find that you because like Israelis are rough people in my mind. They're they're intense. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, that. <laughs> right, yeah, just like that right there was like, oh, I'm, I it gotta, makes my skin crawl. Yeah, it's horrendous. It's Mark, like, you are judging me. <laughs> Mark, come on. I come to your house. This is how you treat me. Oh. This, you know what? You have no respect. Stop talking to me. <laughs> That's it. That's... Everything is in a yelling voice. Everything yeah, yeah, is yeah. In... Listen, if I make you food, you will never eat food like this, ever. Yeah, you yeah. don't know what food is until I make you food. Yeah, it's like everything they say is the end of the conversation. Right. <laughs> right. And then they do this thing so that you don't get a chance to talk. And then I'm still thinking. It's ridiculous. It's like abuse. It's like right. emotional abuse. It is. And you know what? I like Keith would go to me, go with me to an Israeli restaurant, and they don't, they don't believe mm. in lines. You just yeah. kind of bark your order, and yeah. if you're the loudest person, you get your order in, and you get your food. And and if if you're sheepish or shy in any way, they they'll dismiss you for being such a fucking wuss. If you if you stood your ground, I'd give you the falafel, right, right, but right, you don't right. know how to do this. Yeah, get yeah. the fuck back in line. Yeah, I'm so, waiting for my shawarma. It's like I'll take napkins, and I'm like, this yeah, is yeah. really happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I so I become the super polite Israeli, so that someone can see someone speaking Hebrew in a nice tone. That, I'm like, that's an asshole. Whenever, whenever you're ready, yeah, I yeah. will take the falafel. Please, uh, no hummus. Right. I understand that I'm supposed to like hummus. I really don't like it. I'm saying hummus because that's how you say it. Right. And we are polite Jews and Israelis <laughs> and whatever. And uh, we we actually went to Israel, me and Keith, and uh, he we were in when you were together. Yeah, yeah. When we were together, we were with my brother and uh, my brothers, and Keith wanted to go get a crepe. We were all sitting down. He's like, I'm going to go over there and get a crepe. And yeah. we're like, 
uh, Keith, do you want any help? Because Keith's not going to do it, right? Yeah. Keith, do you want any help? I he's can like, get a no, I, I can get a fucking crepe. And as soon as he walked away, we're all we're all laughing at him because we're like, he's he's going to come back with no crepe. Yeah. So he's not going to be able to do it. He comes back. He's like, fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't want a crepe anyway. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and she goes, no, I'll go up with you. I'm like, they don't get my crepe money now. <laughs> fuck them. I never know. Even in New York, the uh, you know the Middle Eastern restaurants. They all seem different. I don't know what to do. I can't shop there because I don't know what to do. Do I get uh, two kebabs and two sides? Like, here's the food, but I never know the yeah, plan. It's intimidating. Yeah, and so I just leave. I always get yelled at. It yeah. never works out. <laughs> but but I, I, it's just interesting to me that you, like, you do have this uh, acceptance and reverence of that place. Uh, be- because... Because I don't, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> because I think I just had a different view of it. I didn't have, you know, the the fighting view of it from the news here. I had, but you I, also didn't have this sort of like, um, you know, you, your family comes from there, so it's, yeah. it's it's part of your family. But like with Jews in America, they never go and they talk about how they love to go. My mother, you know, she goes now with her with her boyfriend, and she's in her seventies, and like we love going. I'm like, do you really love going? And and uh, but it all came from. A Jewish thing. Like I think there are Jews in America that believe more in Israel than they than they do mm-hmm. God or have any sense of God. They believe in being a Jew and that 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 part of that is Israel. I think it's, it's another it. thing that people are just looking to connect to in life because yeah. as you get older you have less and less connections. I just heard you talk about it on one of the episodes. If yeah. you have a long time friend, you know, that, that you can you could see after a long time, cherish it. You yeah, know? yeah. It's, and maybe that's Israel to people. If you can connect yourself to something that, you know, and, and Israel's not going to reject you, you know, right. as a Jew. So it's like, oh, it's I have It's going to make you very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll <laughs> reject very... you in your soul. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, you'll yeah. never be good enough for yeah, Israel, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it'll accept you into the country. So I think they're just trying to find a connection. But in reality, Israel is just another place. I wouldn't visit it as often if my parents didn't live there. Right. I mean, it's a 12-hour fucking flight. Yeah. What the fuck am I doing there after yeah. I get there? And and, and I I have days where I don't speak Hebrew there because they treat me nicer if I speak English. Right. If they don't think I know the language. Because yeah. if you speak Hebrew, it's like uh, uh, you're supposed to just know. You know, it's it's just a... Uh, what do I know? Come on and move into the blah blah blah. But uh, we did an experiment where it's like I'm not I'm not speaking Hebrew. I'm pretending that I don't know. And they were like, oh, foreigner. Well, here's how this works. Yeah. And you know, they 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 think you're cool that you're coming from another place, and they treat you in a different way. And really? they know America's the only one on their side. And. <laughs> we might report back until this Obama guy. They're but not happy with that guy. They're probably yeah, right. <laughs> they're, he's not tough enough, right? Oh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Look yeah. at him running with his wife. Yeah, yeah. Like, you do anything with your wife that much. <laughs> Anybody that treats their wife so nicely, don't understand it. Put it, make her make this, and come on. <laughs> yeah. No end of sentence. Yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, now, when you started the, the podcast with Keith, you guys were dating? Yes. Yeah. And and it was the big idea, but what was your uh, dream? To be sitting next to him, talking about sex? <laughs> Why wouldn't it? Forever. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I didn't have a podcasting dream. I was actually pursuing singing, but um, I don't know. I, I I know I can sing. Like I'm not. I'm not completely delusional, but I don't know how to sell myself by myself. And this was a little bit easier because I could say this Keith and the girl thing is going well. Right. You know where. <clears throat> Where I would go, I would talk to people who wanted to do something with me for singing, and they would say things like, you know how dumb fucking interviews are? Why would we get you to sing it? And I'm like, I don't know. Can I just sing, and then yeah. you figure out if you want right. to use that voice or right. not? Yeah, I'm I, the I, the worst at selling ourselves yeah. singly, but 
if now you can have this Keith and the girl, we can... We it's can, an entity. It's, it's something an, else. Right. We can say that and not feel like an asshole. Not that you're supposed to feel like an asshole anyway, but if I would go to like regular job interviews, yeah. it's like, well, why should we hire you for this position? Ah, good question. Yeah. Yeah. There's many yeah. other people. I have people. no idea. You know, you're right. Know. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's stupid of me for you to come here. Yeah, so I would submit. I mean, it's I, at, at a certain point, I had recorded professional stuff, and I could, you know, I, I'll, I'll sing to whoever, whenever. Just tell me what to do that has to do with this. Don't tell me to talk myself up. I don't know how to do this. Well, that's a weird thing about comedy, too, in, in, from where I'm sitting mm-hmm. and in doing in this, is like when you have a creative thing, like I didn't know how to fucking sell myself. I didn't, you know, I didn't get into this as a business. It just—it's sort a of, different side of your brain to do that. Well, yeah, it's just, and, but it's also the the side that you need to lie to the other side that you're worth selling. <laughs> yes. So, like, it's very hard for me to convince that yeah. side that we've got a good product here. <laughs> He's like, I've seen all the paperwork, yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. You're right. I'm looking at I'm looking at the math. It's bad. You know, there's, no, there's nothing here. Because we're also selling something weird. It's not exactly tangible. It's like, well, right. I'll make you laugh. Right. Probably at but, some but, point. But there are guys that all they're like, you know, less, cre- I find that a lot of times guys that aren't necessarily that great have an amazingly ambitious, you know, uh, salesman side. Because like, of the side of the brain. You right. either have like a businessy side where you can push whatever bullshit is flying out of your mouth, you right. know, that, so your creative side side is on a dim but your your business side is is powering out so right. you get your content out there you get yourself out there but there's a confidence market. to it like you know uh, for me like i uh like i don't it was just, to be honest with you comedy was the easiest thing i could think to do right do, you know what i mean it's like i want to do this like i'd like to play guitar i'd like to be a writer i'd like to do all this but i can just do this myself and you know we'll see how it goes and i think it's the same with podcasting it's like it's a pain in the ass to run around and be confident and try and push yourself but like if you just hang out and you just talk right. it works out yeah, isn't that kind of Keith? Why you got to stand up? Originally, he was in uh, an improv group and then a sketch. You group. were an improv guy. Yeah, guy. I don't know. I was in a group, and I, I, uh, I, don't, I shouldn't condescend to that. It's part of the new me. Wait a minute. That's very interesting. Uh-huh. I, you know. <laughs> well, you're also supposed to know, not supposed to say all this stuff that yeah. you're supposed to be thinking of. <laughs> but uh, I, no, but you know, did you did you hear his own disdain for himself? He's like, yeah, I did that. Uh, I came to New York in '96, and I came across a flyer for some improv group and I'm like okay you know what maybe I'll I'll, improv classes and I'm like okay maybe I'll do it I don't know what to do here in New York you know I already spent too much money doing all the touristy things you know (laughs) saw the Statue of Liberty what's next so I call up and they go so if you're here for the classes you know leave a message if you're here to perform on stage uh, leave a message also. And I go on stage. Okay, done. I skipped the fucking class. I always cheated the system, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll go yeah. on stage then. Yeah. So you paid 20 bucks. You got on stage. I did that every weekend. And it was fun, but there were 62 people in the group. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right. Everyone's paying 20 bucks. That's, <laughs> right. a, that's a big improv group. It's a racket. <laughs> and that must take a long time to get through those games. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a, <laughs> three day performance. There's a line. There's a line to do the next, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the bell. Do something right. else when I ring the bell. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. had to ring it so fast, or he'd be there all night. Yeah, by the time by the time he got to thirty, people have run out of professions <laughs> to suggest. <laughs> the audience is exhausted yeah, with their yeah, own yeah, improv yeah, skills. Yeah. A doctor who really wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, then I, I took some people out of that, and we did a little group. Then we did a sketch group. But then I realized, you know what? I don't like waiting on people. I was doing uh, I was doing all the work anyway. Let me let me do stand up. We're only worry about. Myself, time-wise, what I think is funny. I mean, so you do this, you do a DVD every year, but I mean, how much do you work on your stand-up? I I don't. I uh, this last one, I couldn't be more proud of it. I wrote it two weeks before. 
And and does it sell beyond the people that that feel sorry for you? Uh, it's, it's, it sells. Yes, my family buys it too. <laughs> uh, you know what? In this economy, money's still money. <laughs> I, I don't think they'd be doing me a favor. I really don't. I'm, I'm being condescending, I but I mean, but who who buys it? Your fans buy it. Who, who I mean, sure. Yeah. Who else is there? But I mean, it's you, not you, in Walmart. Are you proud of the work? I mean, do you? I'm it? very proud of it. I I gave it. I brought one for you. Okay. I know that you're you're preconceived. To give me a hard time, and I am still happy to give it to you. I'm still proud of it. Well, I wish you would have given it to me earlier. We could have gone over it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now with singing, do you, like, do it? I, I do it because uh, people from the past know that I can do it. You don't do so it on the show? You've never done it on the show? Mm, well, maybe a guest comes in and is like, can you harmonize with this while I do my stick my uh-huh, my uh-huh. thing and so i'll do that but it's just like i i did a musical earlier this year because the guy knows i could sing from when i did his musical before so i and and i just did something that uh, does cover bands with live uh with with ben lerman who's a comic and i sang for that so people know i could do it so they they're still hiring me i i, I might be recording something soon but i'm not pursuing it it's right. it's you, you kind of have to pick a path and then you know i'll i might go back to it later when it becomes a little bit easier. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Where it's like, just like people are, are hiring me now to do it because they know yeah. maybe when a couple more doors open for Keith and the girl, yeah. I could do less production and less right. answering this bullshit and then kind of just have delve fun into with that. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do kind of feel bad with her putting so much time, you know, we put so much time into uh, Keith yeah. and the girl that she doesn't have time to pursue her singing. She has, without exaggeration, the best voice I've ever heard. So you've, you, and, and I mean that. So you're admitting to sort of ruining her life. And, <laughs> maybe, and, maybe. And taking her down the wrong direction. I gotta you're, eat. You're, you're needy. I gotta <laughs> eat. What's funny is I'm listening to my own voice in my headphones and I'm like, no one's gonna believe I could sing. Cause yeah. I'm coming out, what's up? I could sing so fucking good. <laughs> so fucking good at, hire me. Isn't it weird though when you're funny that like singing to me, like I, I did it for the first time publicly, like from the podcast, you know, like I didn't do it here. But Greg Barrett does these shows, and I did it. And I've always been afraid of it. You know, I think I, I have an okay voice, and I can play and stuff. But it was just paraly- I was paralyzed with fear mm. to sing in front of people because to me that was like just too fucking vulnerable. And I'm a guy that talks about just about anything, but I couldn't do it. But when you're funny, don't you like? Isn't there part of you that like I'm not going to sing on the show? It's not what I do. And then... well, it would be weird for suddenly for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what, to where, just sing to Keith. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys That's should sing together. It. Why don't you do duets? Where's that DVD? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be like. Like the hype man, I do more talking. I think <laughs> that'd be a hilarious thing. You should guys should tour with that. She sings, and you're just a doofus. <laughs> it's a catchy. It's a new title of our yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. She sings. He's a doofus. Yeah, you switch it up. Come to the doofus. <laughs> if this wasn't working for seven years, I absolutely would. <laughs> but now, we we've played some stuff that I've done on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's as far as it goes. So now, okay. So you guys were together for how long? Five years, five, and then you broke up because when I, when, I think when I did the show, you already broken up, right, or just about to. We might not have been out about it. About breaking up, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so it was one of those things. It's like they're still doing the show, but they, you know, you hadn't told your listeners probably for a year and a half. You were broken up for a year and a half. We weren't allowed to tell anyone because we got a book deal about a relationship. That's what I. That's yeah. when I saw you. Is like right when you had the. You just gotten the deal. So I think we were broken up, but you might have thought that we were still together. I don't it know. Was, I can't remember if you told me or not. Doesn't or matter. It was bullshit. But, yeah. here, but here you're doing this fucking raw show, and you're right. keeping this big secret. Horrible. You, and, and I felt bad. We felt like we felt like you know we're lying a little bit, but we signed a contract saying uh, after the book comes out for a year, 
you can't say if you do break up, you can't say. And we're like, you know what? This is a stupid thing. Why is it in here? We I love guess each other have so them. much. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just sign it. Who gives a fuck? And you didn't. You and then we stuck to it. And then we stuck to it. And then we stuck to it. Did the book? How the book do? <laughs> Did very well. Got a second printing in uh, one week. That's uh, good. Went very well, yeah. Very That's happy great. with it. Just did a uh, audio version of it where you hear the nitty gritty now that we can uh, tell more about how we feel each- about each other and our new relationships. Now, what, yeah, what's going on with that? Uh, well, he's engaged and I'm I'm seeing some, I'm in a queer relationship. But how, when did you, like, when you broke up, was it because you realized you came out or what? No, no, I, I, I'm... I'm mostly straight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no, it's it's not that at all. It's not like oh fuck this. You're now. not drawing lines. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Tired not of at Dick. All. Moving on. No. Not even. I yeah. love Dick. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> the queer relationship has cock in it. Yeah. That's a whole other story. But um, well, what's that? Let's hear that story. Well, uh, <laughs> Lauren, she's, she's transgendered. Oh, yeah. So okay. you would say okay. he and so yeah. it's a guy. So she's she's in a female body, but right. uh, and and doesn't have any plans to change that, but. Uh, you know, it's it's odd to say I feel the cock w- yeah. when I'm with her because I don't think that I can be with uh, a, a straight-on female exclusively because right. I, I have tried it in the past. And I'm like, wow, I, I really like you a lot and I'm attracted to you and, and I, do, I do like women. I do find them attractive. I do like messing around. But after a while, I'm just like, something's missing. But with yeah. Lauren, nothing's missing. We've been together for over three years uh-huh. and it's, it's going really well. So I feel like there's some kind of a difference. But she's not making any transition or anything no. like that. No, she might take testosterone, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm not sure. Right. But I, I mean, because I'm, I'm a little vague on 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 that the world of of transgender, but it's still considered transgender if she feels that she is in a a male and a female's body. Yeah, because that's that's the initial thought, and right. then you choose to transition or not. But transitioning is is a whole other thing too. The the penis out of a vagina surgery is not uh, has not been perfected very right. well, and right. and you know she's like almost thirty now, so to transition uh, she feels like might not be. She says if 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 she understood what this was, and if somebody gave her the option at puberty she would absolutely transition then but at this point she's trying to make a career of uh being an actor and so um she feels like ah, i'll just go with this yeah you know like yeah, let well, them what, cast it, me like what, this yeah i mean that kind of that kind of voluntary surgery that is that you know it's arduous i would imagine and it's invasive like, yeah and like a big deal to build one of those things yeah i mean she says she doesn't have plans to do it in the future but uh yeah and i i tell her this i th- i think it might happen yeah you know who knows i mean look Chaz did it when he was 50 yeah. you know so, really he's 50 around he's there. Out there yeah sure. definitely he's about my age i guess that's true huh yeah. it has to be yeah. yeah yeah and and when you like like initially keith when this went down I mean, did you see? Did you see this coming? Or did... uh, no, but I think what I like is that I don't blame myself at all for the breakup no, because, ob- of course, you can't say. So listen to him; you can't because I mean, look who she's with now. Somebody totally dead. Like if this person was kind of like well, me, right. I would. Be, I'd be like, ah, oh, where'd I go wrong? But here, it's like, ah, that's on her, right? You know, that's right. not even close to well, what I'm like. Transgender, right? right. For, I don't even know Are what's going sure? on. Are you sure, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. He's okay. He's okay. Are you sure you're not a girl with a dick? <laughs> who knows nowadays? <laughs> He's okay with the breakup because of who I'm dating now. I like we were so sick of each other. Right. I can't. We we just. 
And we're, we're really polite about it, but at some point, it was the first time that we ever swore in each other's direction. Like, we, we said, we each said one time, like, just fuck you. And then yeah. we were like, fuck, we went there, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it just, it, it was ending. Whether we liked it or not, it was it was done. It, and I feel like a lot of relationships go go to that and then just stay together because it's like, no, we, we've been together for all this time. You and, just give up. Yeah, and, and then let's let's just live in this fuck you world where I'm, I just want to, kill you every isn't time you weird, talk yeah isn't it weird that that happens and because you like i've been in many bad relationships and you start like as you get older you start to realize like fuck this you only have one life yeah right? so what am i going to sit in this and hate on it yeah. And, yeah the whole idea of starting over like yeah just then start yeah. over yeah just do uh, it. what are you starting over do you yeah. want, do you want me to make you dinner it's like well we're broken up no you shouldn't make me dinner you're gonna have to eat yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing is we were living with each other and we were used I to i don't the, know how the fuck people do that man when i when i, when I broke up and when it was real it was like I don't want her I don't ever want to see her I, I'm not you know I think uh, we're friends now because we had to go through that around each other and so well you were in a professional relationship yeah. and you, yeah. you, you certainly didn't want to sacrifice that but I had the same thing that you had when my first girlfriend it's hard to because you, either you either it's not your fault at all right. or you turned her off to an entire gender like right. you were like that that is it but i'm it's done so with... not how no, it no, works. no no i know, I know yeah but, but i mean that's right. the craziness it's like but there's a sort of pride in that you know <laughs> i'm such a man that she hates men <laughs> sorry i was too manly for yeah 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 just being a man so it was pretty difficult for a while yeah it's, it's just weird yeah on mike though did, did, no, did your we're, fans we're very proud of ourselves we fought we had our breakup we did a show an hour later it was right great. after we broke up we did a show like and, and and you didn't address it, and we didn't address no. it. That is some powerful. That is some serious uh, denial and professionalism. That, thank uh, you. It's transcendent. <laughs> you know, we, thank God you're a Catholic. You just stuffed that shit right <laughs> down, <laughs> and you knew that. And you were like, "I'm not going to fuck this up. This is my meal ticket." <laughs> so between your guilt and her ambition, you were able to manage. Got, yeah, our baby it, group. I think you just got it. I think you just explained it to our audience. <laughs> but we we <laughs> love doing shows with each other. Yeah. And so even when we were having shitty days with each other, it's like, are you fucking still here? Are you still in front of my fucking... We never said this. Right. But we understood and we tried to stay out of each other's way as much as possible. And we were really as much nice to each other as we could be. But then after the show, we were like, damn, you're funny. All right, you're funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was really still good. good. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. You had respect yeah. for each other. Oh, you know what? He's the funniest guy. He's, he's just super funny. And anytime anyone... The, the comics that give him shit about how he does stand-up, it's like, you know what? He shocks them on the show where he just says the funniest shit you could say about whatever's presented in front of him, and, and they think he wrote it down before. They're like, I've watched their heads explode at how funny he makes things, and it, it really it's undeniable, and even if I was not dating him or mad at him or whatever he, he's funny God wow God. that was the that, that was, was the nice. audio version of a blowjob right nice. there <laughs> I'll say, this is all i can get now from her so. <laughs> no you are funny and i think that i i don't want to trivialize the stand-up but i because i've got a, a fairly uh i got a huge amount of respect for this type of mic right i mean a, a lot of people condescend to, to radio and, and whatever but i i believe that there are people on radio that are fucking amazing. Like, you know, morning shows even. When you do morning shows on the road right. and you walk in, if they're clicking and there's a thing, there's some real great comedy people out there. And then you're, uh, you're funny, man. Thanks. 
Thanks. You know what? This is a, if you know Mark, that is a huge compliment. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to send some love her way or no? I I, I think she is. Uh, the... Oh boy, this is great. <laughs> this is this is just great. Thank you, Mark. You hey, can can someone say something to the chick in the room? Yeah, yeah. Could could you blow some smoke up the girl's ass here? She just fucking blew you. Well, well not all, you know what? I I also get so much credit though when she's uh, she's hilarious. I wish she wouldn't be my partner. Right. You know. Uh, and then, I, but I'm the asshole. It's understood. So I yeah. get I get that credit or right. discredit. You know. Well, I thought you like when I first met you because I wasn't familiar with you when I, uh, you know, when I did the show. Right. Like, because there's egos in this thing. The weird thing about people that are on this kind of mic, their egos are actually larger than than comics who have to go out and get beaten up by people. Like, there's an isolation to being like, you know, this is where I am, and there's no one around. And no I one can, can humble them. Right, right. right. And, and when I first met you, I'm like, oh, he's one of these guys. I'm gonna have to <laughs> fucking deal with this. But you weren't. You just right away. You're. I remember. Mark coming into our studio the first time <clears throat> and he says uh, okay well what are we gonna talk about <laughs> I'm like hi I'm Keith <laughs> that's true right? I remember that he goes what, uh, what's the agenda yeah. uh, you got papers in front of you <laughs> what do you got I'm like alright well we'll talk about you know latest in the news and pop culture this and that and uh, you know we'll dive into your like alright what, what kind of stuff though I'm like you know, just the stuff in the papers. Like, go on, I can take it. Yeah. What is it? Are we on now? We started, right? What are you taping or something? Are you fucking me? I bet we're done now. Oh, I look like an asshole. All right, goodbye. Well, you know, I was nervous. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be throwing a curveball with some pop culture artifact. I, I remember. Know. You know, I remember when I was nervous. Yeah. And I would be shy and yeah. hide in the corner. Oh, no, now no. the nervous guy puts a lampshade on his head. Fuck you! Exactly. I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm frightened. Look at me. Amplify yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. Come in front of a mic. <laughs> yeah. So now the uh, the declaration of atheism on both of your parts. You're very uh, yeah. You, you you just say it. I, n- I noticed that. I noticed that when I said it, and I think I said it so uh, flippantly because I've been. Uh, I did two atheist podcasts uh, out here. But like, as a was a Jew, I can understand atheism because you're just. Never really yeah. understand what God is. It's all very cryptic. But as a Catholic, there there must be some sort of like. Uh, when I came to New York, I I still, uh, you know, I still w- was into it and uh, tried it and tried tried going to church and it was just boring the shit out of me. And I'm like, if there's a God, He sees I'm nodding off, and this isn't my fault. <laughs> I started going to St. Patrick's Cathedral, thinking this will get my attention. Yeah, it's the big this one. is the big yeah. one. Uh, I was still snoozing. They yeah. had TVs, and. Uh, I think what happened before that is when I realized, you know what, I do know it's bullshit because I was immersed into it, of course. I was an altar boy and everything, but then I got a blowjob. And I think it all came together right then. Yeah, like, yeah. How I, could this be bad? This, right. He does not want this to be bad. And slowly it just unraveled <laughs> yeah. until I th- I, I'm starting to think it's important to say that you're atheist if you are, to tell other people it is okay how you were brainwashed. And it is okay to think. I do think that the majority, I would say the majority, and I'm thinking as I'm talking, the majority of problems we have is because of religion. Religion, <clears throat> yes. but not necessarily God. Uh, it goes together to me. I understand that well, it goes together. Uh, the, the, the problems that we have, it goes together with God, but I, I think that people believe in God in, in, in different ways. And I think there, there could be someone who believes in God that is is just misunderstanding what God is. And I did I did talk about this where, you know, when you're when you're really feeling shitty or when you're when you're stuck in whatever place, I don't let's call it a ditch, but it could be physical or otherwise. And you're just oh, God, please help me. If you're yeah. actually waiting for God, you're going to die. But if you say, God, please help me, it might draw it might get you that energy to get yourself out of there. There, and then you thank God. But what you're thanking is that element in you that you had to pull out that you don't normally have to pull out because you can go about your business without 
of yourself being active, you know? Oh, no, I think that's a, a fairly uh, Judaic way of looking at it, that there's a negotiation. That, you know, you don't, <laughs> you know, you don't want to give God all the credit, but you, you ask for help, and whether you did it or he did it, why, why parse that? You, you know? What's Judaic? Is that, like, ridiculous? No, it's Jewish. <laughs> oh, wow. No, that, that, there's a, you know, that's why the Torah is so complicated and, and bizarre, and then why Hasid sit there and compulsively nod around, you know, and, is that there's a, you know, there's, an, there's a sort of active relationship. I think with Jesus, it's pretty cut and dry. Right. You know, I'm sorry, I fucked up, uh, right. forgive me. And with Jews, it's sort of like, why'd you do that? All right, let me think about it a minute. All right, I'm still on board. Yeah. <laughs> Let me fast while yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, let me yeah. let me not eat bread while well, I think. Well, I mean, there's different spectrums of it, but I I do I understand as I get older the the, the need for belief. Uh, but I de- I definitely agree that you know religions are are dangerous and horrible and mind fucking. Right. But you know people got to believe in something. You got to hang your hope on something. I get you. Yeah, and if you're gonna, and I'm not I'm not a god guy, but I do right. understand that like that there there are people that at some point realize like well all the things I'm hanging my hope on are are uh, you know they've got they're they're gonna burn out. They're they're right. not they're not they're not an absolute. So I think that the reason people believe in God is like I'm going to hang my hope on this absolute, and that'll get me through the whole thing. Not right. just sort of I'm not going to hang my hope on this cup of coffee or this show or this or that because I'm going to be disappointed. I did, get that. Did any of that come from? Are are you still going to the rooms? Are you going to AA? Do you talk about that? Openly? No, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I go. I I don't think that any. The only thing that really resonates with me, you know, outside of uh, you know like-minded people talking about you know an issue that is uh, out of their control is the fact that most of that faith can exist without God and that, you know, you can, I mean, you're going to make that program, whatever you're going to make it. And that, you know, there, there's, you know, the idea that you can't have faith without God or you can't have hope without God is ridiculous. So, you know, I'm, I'm in that place. It's, you know, I don't have, a, I don't have a relationship with a God, but I do understand, you know, what fear does to people and, and how uh, isolating, uh, you know, life can get. So it's not that I believe in God, but I understand that people need to hang their hope on something. And I do think religion is dangerous, but I'm not going to like I do a joke on stage last night uh, or now I'm starting to do a joke about how, you know, atheists you know, are argumentative. And I, and I try right. to capture this scene where you know, has there ever been a time where an atheist has actually talked, you know, con- you know, talk somebody out of their faith? And, you know, what does that moment right. look like where you just have a guy that's just kind of hanging on? You know what I mean? He's just he believes he doesn't bother anybody. But with it, you know, he's got a God that gets him through day to day. And just some atheist. You know, it's a delusion. You know, and just having that guy kind of break down and go, I never thought about it like that. Ha! I win. <laughs> Good luck with everything. <laughs> you know, it, there is such a, you know, atheist, even when you said it before, it sounds it sounds so negative. And I totally get it. I get why people would be turned off by that. You don't. People in general don't want to be argumentative, you know. Like uh, if I if I say, oh, this, you know, somebody, you know, when somebody's starting a, a fight and you don't want to be like, uh, what do you think about Obama's uh, health care plan? I'm like, well, it sounds good. I'm reading about. It. Yeah, do you think that? You know what? I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> I'm don't. Out. I don't want to deal with you. I misheard yeah. you. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's the worst. Yeah, it's interesting that that there is something within the atheist community where they are portraying themselves as the victim, which is something the Christians have made a great deal of money on. Right. But, uh, you know, I understand that there is uh, the idea that atheists should be out in order to, to make other people comfortable with atheism. But I think atheism on a personal level, to make that choice and to have that, that change of heart uh, is, is a big deal. 
uh, especially if you were brought up with God. But right. a lot of people, I think more people are sort of like, I don't know, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't really care one way or the other. I don't have an active pursuit of God in my life. It's not It's not on the front burner. You but know, I, don't, I don't have an active pursuit of being atheist either. Right. And I, you know, we go, we went on that show and, and it was really fun and we get to talk about, you know, perspective and our thoughts on, on God or not God or whatever it is. And to me, that's that's awesome. I don't try to convince people. I think do what you want, believe what you want. I don't care. Just don't bother me about it. And that's why I used to be a little aggressive about uh, about religion. Oh, yeah. And I, I didn't. I don't know if I labeled myself in general, but because it was so rammed down my throat, and because I could never be as good as you if I don't wear the right things to synagogue, and it, it was based out of complete bullshit and not out of faith. It was really just fear. Uh, yeah. Are, but are you are you looking like we we need you to look like? Not no, even I, are you believing. I, I completely yeah. agree. And so I was really just like fuck you fuck your god fuck everything yeah. but now it's like you know what like you said that gets you through the day just don't bother me with it that's exactly right and i think i but i think that the the real uh agenda of atheism should be you know undoing the mind fuck and and right. and, and taking away the power of religious organizations I, that use people i like when they put up these i know la was doing it for a little bit they had these giant atheist billboards yeah. we had and, it in new york also oh really yeah. and it was uh i mean just huge and then they take something a quote from the bible Talking about you know slaves obey your master something yeah. like that. Oh right, yeah, you're, yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh that's that's beautiful. I wish I had this when I was a kid, and right. I could have got that out of this faster. You know, I don't right. know if this is relatable, but talking about the comedians that I that I liked and admired, Dice was a huge one. I remember being on the bus, and I'm hearing the day the laughter died. Not even the first one, the yeah. second one. And uh, Marley Maitland is a dumb, uh, deaf bitch. And I'm like, I didn't know you could say that. Like, you could say that? You can say whatever you, you want. You could say you take you Gene might. Siskel's head and bang it into the elevator sure, buttons, sure. that fat fuck. I didn't yeah. know you can talk like sure, that. Sure, absolutely. You might have to apologize for, for it. For sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and cry on Arsenio, but... <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you right, want. Right. You, it might come back at you. <laughs> but like, I didn't even know. Like, I don't know. You can even think these this stupid. Stuff. I mean, yeah. it's not that important. Yeah, yeah. That I found out when you dropped the bitch off at the next block. Yeah, but yeah. there was something new to me, and I'm like, I didn't even know you can think this way. I oh, was yeah. thinking this way. I didn't know it was. It's exciting. Possible. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You got to be careful where your thoughts go. Right. Just watch Breaking Bad. You know, it can right. all go. You know, the will can take you away as well. What I'm saying is, I hate Marley Maitland. Yeah. I, I, well, you make a stand here, <laughs> and it's current and relevant. And I appreciate you doing that on my show. I like her. Yeah, she seems so nice. Well, uh, Keith Hemda, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you. Let's, uh, let's let's talk up your show a little bit, a bit for people because I'm sure I got a lot of people that don't know where it is. So why don't you tell them? Uh, the show is Keith and the Girl. You can find it on iTunes. It's completely free. KeithandTheGirl.com. You'll see videos and all that kind of stuff. Five days a week, at least an hour, and it's a good time. Good talk, you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Shots, 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 shots. No. That's it. That's our show. I hope you enjoyed. Very pleasant people and very funny people. And I like talking to them. I always have. WTFpod.com for all your WTF needs. Get some JustCoffee.coop over there. Hey, they're sending me some green beans so I can do some home roasting. I'm becoming that fucking guy. God damn it. I'm going to home roast my coffee and listen to vinyl records? Holy shit, somebody slap me. Go to WTFpod.com, pick up some merchandise. Uh, Boomy Live shirts are coming. I'm still deciding on a charity. Uh, the Christmas we're stocking up for Christmas so there's all kinds of fun shit there you can uh, kick in a few shekels you can leave a comment but don't be a douchebag I mean at some point you know like just get off of the board right 
You can check the episode guide. You can get the app. You can do uh, you know all kinds of things. You know, if you go to Lipson.com and use the uh, WTF code, that's our server. And there, I'd like to encourage other podcasters to use them. Uh, you'll get a little bit of a break on the first month. You'll get a break. I think you get one month free if you go to Libsyn.com and uh, and use WTF as the code there. What else? Enjoy your life. Be funny. Do some art. Don't expect too much. Try to enjoy what you're doing. Try to feel relevant, even if you don't think you are. Are these uplifting words? I don't think so. Boomer lives!